ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the most famous words in motorsports with your host, Lugs and the Gas Man. Ladies and gentlemen, start your podcast. Hey folks, welcome back to another episode of Wrecking Racing NASCAR Podcast. This is your host, the Gas Man, with my co-host... Look. What's up, man? How was that intro? It's a little delayed. Me delayed. Like my intro. Oh, you're in okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> Excuse me. I shall always put you first. You're right. You are what makes this show gel. Thank you. That's even racing terminology. <laughs> anyway, folks, welcome back to another week of your favorite NASCAR podcast, episode seventy seven. It better we- be your favorite. Yeah, or else, <laughs> else, yeah, lugs will come down, hunt you down, bust your kneecaps like an Nancy Irish Kerrigan mobster. Style. Oh. Yeah, yeah, there you go, Nancy <laughs> Kerrigan. I wasn't, I wasn't thinking that, but yeah, good one, lugs. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, folks, we were at Kansas this past week. Uh, oh yeah, I, I, wow, I, I'm, I'm, wow. I'm off of it. Wow, I've been really sucking recently on this uh, show that we have. <laughs> Uh, folks, as always, thank you for listening. Thank you for taking the time to listen, allowing us to pleasure your ears, or if it pleasures you in other ways, so be it. You know, good for you. Uh, thanks for enjoying it. How about that? Yeah. You're already... <laughs> now I'm behind. You're too Hold slow. Yeah, you are too slow today. Okay, I'm I've thirsty. been like dying to open this too because I'm thirsty. thirsty. So, Monster Rehab for Lugs again this week, and I am doing the Bush Light. I'm continuing my Sober October. And I'm still sober. And that's still dumb. <laughs> anyway, uh, don't be like Lugs. Be like Gas Man. Drink a lot. Although I don't really drink a whole lot through the week. Um, if you want proof that that's not true, go back and listen to the Daytona 500 <laughs> recording. You can listen to Gas Man basically fall out of his chair in drunkenness. No. On that episode. No, all lies, Lugs, all lies. But to be fair, we were we were at Doc's recording for like eight hours that day. That was a long-ass day. Oh, yeah, it was so nice, though. I enjoyed it. We need to do it again. We need Josh to hook us up at Doc Sports Bar and Grill in Evansville, Indiana with some free beer to come and do a podcast. <laughs> yeah. So, Josh, if you're listening this week. He's not. <laughs> <laughs> Get us back for some free beer. He's too busy in NFL land now. That's true. He doesn't have time for us. That is true. All right. But yeah, now we can... uh, So yeah, fans, thanks for listening. Thanks for coming back, telling a friend, telling a family member, all that stuff. We can... can Reach out to us, wreckingracing at gmail.com or any of the social media sites out there. Um, If you don't know how to get a hold of us on social media... Find us something on wrong with you. Facebook or Twitter and message us or send us an email and I will explain how to find us. It's not that hard. And if you send a tweet, I will try to respond, but sometimes not tweet, uh, Snapchat. <laughs> That's what I was saying, Snapchat. <laughs> uh, sometimes Snapchat does not send me a notification that someone's messaged. You need to go and so check, if I get turn on it on. There, it, it is on. It is on, but it doesn't always notify me. So it, I could get on there, and then it says I have like five missed connections, yeah, whatever it's You got called. too many of those premium Snapchat girls blowing you up. You wrecked the app. <laughs> what What would you consider premium? Because what I'm seeing <laughs> is not premium. <laughs> Their words, not mine. All right, let's talk about some racing. Let's uh, talk about it. We were at, well, not we. One of our listeners were, though. Joseph Adam was. At, yeah. uh, Kansas this week. Um, and well, let's just start out at the very beginning. Obviously, we know who won the race, but we'll get there. Uh, Daniel Hemrick started yeah, off by what, winning what the pole. What a surprise! Yeah, and and David Ray goes on the outside. Yeah, they didn't finish su- there. No, but surprising but front. Good for front those row. teams. Yeah. yeah, good for those teams. Uh, I don't know. This is one of those tracks where you heard a lot more of people having their cars trimmed out versus not going for speed versus you know handling and obviously different teams had different different objectives and i think that hemrick and reagan just you know their objective was to get a good starting position uh ultimately i'm not sure where reagan ended up finishing but i know hemrick was involved in a late yellow flag and 
didn't fare too well. But nonetheless, man, uh, what was your thoughts on the race? Uh, I thought it was pretty good, especially late. And I mean, it definitely, I think late made up for it. So there were stretches that kind of dragged out a little mm-hmm, bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but overall, you know, with the dynamic of the playoffs, um, and and one thing that that our listener Joseph Adams, who was at the race, he uh, sent us some of his takes from yeah. the or what he took away from the race was that he doesn't think the TV did justice of the actual racing there was through the pack. Yeah, I could I could agree with that statement. Yeah, so Joseph, thanks for letting us know that. Uh, go on to our Facebook page where we shared a lot of his pictures. He got to meet Mike Helton. Yeah, I saw kinda, that. I'm kind of jealous about that. We've had a chance to see him, but we've never had a chance to talk to him. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Um, so ultimately, Hamlin, would you say he dominated? So I would say yeah, and the reason why is because every time you look up, he was like right there. Mm-hmm. So maybe he didn't lead in the beginning like a lot of it, but there at the end, he just took control and just never yeah let it up. That's yeah. that's my opinion. I would I would call it domination for what it was. Yeah, um, early on. Uh, We'll get to our picks later, but I was looking like a genius. Larson and Blaney were out front. Well, you need all the like, help you can get. I do. And I was like, man, this this is awesome. This is perfect. I think perfect. you even texted me. I did. <laughs> and, of course, I probably shouldn't have done that because I put my foot in my mouth, and they both ended up not finishing anywhere near the front. <laughs> um, but, nonetheless, I feel like there was a lot of like that, a lot of cars cycling. Like, mm, Larson, sure. Larson had a fast... Really fast car. And then, of course, he had a pit road violation. No. Uncontrolled tire. So that sent him to the back. Yep. And once again, did not recover from that. I think it'd be hard to recover. I mean, where, where did Harvick finish at? I'm not even really for sure where he, he was, finished uh, at. He was top 10, 8th, ninth, I think. But it took him all day to get up there. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was almost a lap down at the end of that first stage when that caution came out with Ryan Newman. It, it it's hard to rebound on a track like this. Well, speaking of which, Joey Logano, dude, he was two laps down yeah, in the so, first stage. So okay, yeah. So and came back and won the damn stage. stage. Yeah, how did that happen? Just luck. 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 Pure luck. Yeah. Had a loose wheel, went down two laps, and freaking got both of them back and ended up winning the dang stage. And I thought I was like, Oh, this is it. This is the guy that's gonna fall out. We talked about it last yeah. week. Someone was gonna fall out, someone would get in and ultimately it did happen but it wasn't logano i thought though for sure i was like well this is it he's not going to recover from this but as we know these races are very long and things change very quickly yeah and absolutely so thankfully we've seen it time and time again with with kyle bush that things just happen to fall in perfect line he is the king at it yes yes so joey got a taste of that this weekend yeah for his benefit and uh, I definitely was not the what I was expecting to happen. No, no, not at all. Um, but ultimately, you know, the drivers that needed to capitalize, I think they, uh, and I shouldn't say they all capitalized, like um, Bowman, uh, Byron, and um, Boyer. Boyer. Gosh, my mind bl- went blank there. <laughs> all the boys. Yeah. The B boys, they did not capitalize, um, and they were shut out. They did not. Yeah, but advance. Byron really didn't have a bad day. He didn't. But, but he was so far in the hole that he would have had to have an immaculate. Day he needed to win, to win the race, all the basically. stages. Yeah. And if not that, go win the race. Yeah. But I think he ended up finishing like fifth, sixth. Yeah. Good showing for that team, but just not enough. enough. Yeah. yeah. I mean, those playoff points coming in that you hold on to from winning the stages throughout the season and stuff, it's hard to overcome. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. So let's we'll go ahead and talk about. Um, well, before we get there, there was an incident that happened with Kyle Larson uh, when he was coming back from his penalty that we just mentioned. Uh, he was running the high line and made contact with Joey Gase and <laughs> spun him out. I mean, it was very deliberate. They played the radio, audio, everything, and I mean, it was obviously deliberate did you see the incident what was your take yes yeah so my take was a little aggressiveness um but if you heard if you hear if you heard kyle talk about it after the race he takes full responsibility for it and basically said hey i was faster i know i should have lifted and i didn't it was basically i it was on me 
Really? I didn't I didn't know that. So yeah, thanks, so, thanks for sharing that. Yeah, he absolutely took 100% accountability of that. So it was actually the exact opposite of what Kyle Busch would do. Mm, yeah, he would have just totally no, it deflected mean, it. It's a very similar situation to what Kyle had kind of done at Darlington with, with Garrett. Garrett. Mm-hmm. Uh, very similar situation to that. The only difference is that this Kyle, Kyle Larson, took responsibility for it and basically said, I made a stupid move. Yeah. Which, unfortunately, that's another topic we'll get into, but our buddy Garrett was involved <laughs> yeah, in his own issue this yeah. weekend, but we'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, yeah, Joey made the comment. He said, everybody else uh, is passing on the low side. Why can't why can't he figure it out? So, obviously, he was frustrated, um, and I feel bad for Joey. He's having that team, you know, Ryan, everybody in the Xfinity side of things, they're struggling, and that's no... That's nothing that uh, they don't know, right? Or nobody sure. doesn't know. But they just can't seem to catch a break. And I think on in Saturday's Xfinity race, that ultimately came to a boiling point. And I was yes. hoping Sunday they would at least have a nice race and yep. keep the fenders on it and stay out of trouble. And, and ultimately that wasn't the case. So hope that team gets it turned around on, on both sides, Xfinity and Cups. Yeah, know. they deserve it. And Joey, Joey's a great guy. Great guy, great, great racer. Don't let his finishes fool you. I mean, he's just an underfunded team, mm-hmm. but he's a fantastic guy. Um, so ultimately, big, pretty big green flag or uneventfulness in, in the race until we got later so on. So basically, let's not even mention the first ninety percent. <laughs> yeah. So the focus should be at the end of the race because that's when all the fireworks happen, the excitement happen. Yeah. Me, and you were texting each other. It was like. Chase is out by three points. Chase is in by three points. Chase is out by three points. Yeah, it's Christmas morning. Chaos, excite, yeah. excitedness. But, I mean, the freaking wheel came off Bubba's car. What the hell? Who expected that? You know, Keselowski yeah. was in. The wheel comes off. Then Logano crashes. Then, yeah. And there's um, so much going on that last I bit. thought that Hamlin took the yellow flag before well, see, let's, the yellow okay. came out. So there was a portion of the race I missed – I was hearing on the radio, we were texting. I didn't visually see the portion of the race because I had a family event. And that fell into that period. I never did see that. Oh, yeah. So Twitter was blowing up, blowing up about how BS he took the white flag. So how close was it? Half a car length. Damn. Half a car length. Damn. And they did, they were not quick to show the video. And that's why everybody was so quick to get on Twitter and and just trash talk because I was even um, messaging with with Sokka and uh, we both had our doubts. We both thought, man, there's no way he had to have taken the white flag. And the fact that they weren't showing it just led us to to even the, further yeah. believe, like they're conspiracy gonna try. They're, yeah, we're they're gonna try and pull this over. NASCAR has no conspiracy theories. And uh, yeah, right. <laughs> we'll get to that in a little bit. Yeah, right. And uh, ultimately, they showed the video, and Hamlin was literally half a car length from the start-finish line, and you see the little yellow light pop on. Wow. So whoever operates that yellow light there and hits that button, dude, they got cat light reflexes. (laughs) That's crazy. They were on it, dude. Literally another tenth of a second. I mean... The race would have been over. Yeah. So let's say the race was over at that time. Was Chase in or out? He was out. He was out. He was out. So NASCAR gave the chase getting into the next round to Chase. <laughs> I, I'm so not what I what say I'm, that. No, what I'm getting into is the conspiracy theories yeah. out there. Yeah. So by the rule, had Denny Hamlin taken the white flag? No. No. I mean, by the rule, by the rule, he did not take the white flag. No, no, and there's video evidence of it. Exactly. So there's a green white checker. Now the NASCAR fabricate that. Yeah, NASCAR fabricated. Which one? Which wreck was that? Was that Logano spinning or was that Bubba losing his wheel? I don't remember. There's... So whichever one it was, it's like, yeah, okay. So what I'm getting to is people are out there like, oh, this is why I don't watch NASCAR anymore because they're just making it where Chase gets in and someone gets kicked out. Okay, yeah. What? <laughs> it, just, it just bugs the piss out of me because it's exactly what did not happen. Yeah. There's no way NASCAR is going to mandate someone spin out or someone lose a hub, mechanical failure. It's just one of the things with the sport. You never know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. We've seen everything from Dale Sr. hitting a damn bird 
to you know blowing tires or the leaders pieces wrecking, of the track coming up pieces of the track coming up you know water seeping out of the track you know like the most things that you would hit a fucking jet dryer <laughs> so there's so many things that happen that we cannot predict that's one awesome thing about the sport yeah for sure man absolutely rain on turn one <laughs> it's green flag yeah yeah oh yeah. man lightning in the area god yeah yeah um tail i don't even know what we were talking about so now. we were we we're talking about just oh yeah the craziness that, yeah and that's but, what i was going to is all these freaking idiots out there with these damn conspiracy theories yeah but ultimately no because I, I i was curious out of myself it's like okay if hamlin had taken the yellow was chase in or out and he was out it was one point man um but you know that last yellow that enabled Brad to come in, get tires, because previously he took the wave around. Yeah. He couldn't so get tires. So it set Brad up for really good chance. And it that actually, yeah, didn't happen. But it backfired a little bit because he was going hard, and what actually happened, he ended up actually smacking the wall a little bit. Yeah, but even before that, man, he was just not, he wasn't making any progress. He kept getting checked up due to, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of jumbling ahead of him. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it just, it is what it is. It sucks. Yeah. But his car... Was not performing. No, he, it, he it ran fifteenth to twenty fifth all day long, yeah. and I thought honestly, if I had to put money on it, I thought after he had tires, I was like, he'll get a top fifteen, he will advance, and it didn't happen. Yeah. I'm very surprised. I was actually surprised it didn't happen either. So thank God he blew listened. my bracket. Thank God he listened to NASCAR's ruling that Chase had to get in. Blew my and, bracket. And, and <laughs> blew my bracket. Man, can you get, say that one more time? Blew Just, my bracket. Okay. Um, <laughs> Uh, one other thing is that I want to bring up, and we can move on if we don't have anything else on the cup side of things, but uh, stage two, Hamlin won that, and coming to take the green and white checkered, he let off the accelerator and let Jimmy Johnson have his lap back. That's very nice of him. Yeah, it's very nice of him. About a week ago, Johnson said, I don't, I'm not, I don't get the respect. He's like, I, I don't get the respect that I used to have. And then that happens. I, I know why Denny's doing it. Denny's thinking championship picture, big mm-hmm. picture. Maybe sure. this will turn around for me and I can use this. Why not a little karma? Right, karma yeah. in the future, right? But what happened to the 110% rule or whatever the hell it's called? Yeah, but we've seen it time and time again through the season that you're coming to a stage and you have a – you're not fighting for the stage win. We've seen it time and time again where drivers let off and let the person get their laps back. What would you have done in that situation? So, okay, me personally, I'm a very nice guy. (laughs) (laughs) I I am an extremely nice guy. So I would definitely have let up in that situation. Mm, Yeah, right. I would have. I I mean, I was born at night, but not last night. Okay, so I know I'm here driving, right? And then here comes Jimmy Johnson. I have no worries about Jimmy Johnson whatsoever. Eh, it's okay if he goes past. (laughs) Now, had it been. Chase Elliott, maybe even a William Byron, somebody in contention. Yeah, for I would have definitely spot. Yeah. pedal to the metal. F you, son of a bitch. <laughs> you know, I'll cut you off. <laughs> maybe I'll cut your the air off your nose, and maybe you'll. Yeah, but next thing you know, and this didn't happen. But what if he got? He came back on the lead lap. Somehow got back up there, and you then, ended up getting into it. I mean, what it could have, should have, right? But. I, I think if that was the case, Denny would have learned his lesson and said, fuck you all going forward. It's not happening again. I'm not, yeah. he's, he's pulling Brad Kozlowski approach. I'm not lifting for nobody. Yeah. And you know what? I f- I, I'm a big believer in karma. I don't know if we've talked about this. We, we have it. I did before. not know that. And not, was it karma? Is that Buddhist? I don't know. I don't know okay. where it originates from. Okay. Just the theory of karma. What okay. goes around comes around. So. Is that explain Kyle Busch's summer slump? No, explains why Keselowski missed the chase, though, or round of eight. But you don't think that would – you're a big believer in karma, but you don't think that maybe had a little to play into Kyle Busch's shitty 17-18 race winless streak? To do with Keselowski? No, with karma in general. Oh, well, yeah, that, that definitely – I mean, I guess uh, that could be paralleled. I wasn't thinking about that, but I'm talking about – Brad missing the round of eight. And I'm relating that to, even though it was five years ago in 2014 in Texas, 
where Gordon was trying to make the next round, and the shitstorm went down of them fighting, and Har- remember Harvick like giving him the yeah. nudge. Yeah. Uh, I'm just saying, karma. Even okay. though it's, even though okay. it's five years later, it's bittersweet. I enjoy it, and honestly, Brad, I don't have lugs th- holds no grudge. I don't have anything against Brad. Okay. <laughs> Look okay. at that face. <laughs> yeah, okay. Let's be. This show's about honesty, lugs. I'm still a, a little <laughs> sour about that, but. My feelings towards Brad have immensely improved since then. I've grown. I've got over it. And I do like Brad. But like, so let me ask you this. Part of me was so, a little happy to see that happen. Sure. So there's a little little part of you that, as a competitor, you're a little pissed off still, right? Yeah. But do you respect Brad? I do. Because we've seen it where he takes his time out and respects the media, mm-hmm. respects the fans. Fans goes to the camp. He goes, he goes out of his way to make the the environment the like pleasurable for the fans as much yeah. as you can we were at we were at penske and who was there walking and i'm sure it was some kind of sponsored deal or whatever but regardless he's taking this guy and his kid around showing him all these cars mm-hmm. and we got to see that in person brad you know basically talking about all these cars to this guy yeah. and kid i mean he, the guy is just he's great for the sport yeah I'm just saying, I can close I, I, that. I, yeah. I can close that chapter now. You can respect someone, but also want them to get effed occasionally. <laughs> just, just to know what it felt like, right? I just okay. needed to see him go through that personal yeah. pain and anguish, and now I can, now I can move on. Yeah, good. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Lugs is letting it all out. He's letting it free, free flow. All right, so let's talk about. Uh, I don't really have anything else about the cup race other than um, again Joseph Adams went. Oh, oh, I I had that down in my notes. I think uh, for for news. Yeah, viewership is way up. Way up. I did not expect that. Twenty percent increase. I mean, I could see like a five percent increase, but twenty. Twenty. The most watched NASCAR race on NBC since Homestead last year. Yep. And. What do you think? How do you think the Jeff Gluck poll was? Was it a good race? Well, I don't think it was an overall. I mean, the end made it really good, but throughout the race, I don't think it was that great. I'd say 70, 75, yes. 72 said yes. Oh, okay. Well, so right yeah. in the middle. Yeah. And it was the third best ranked Kansas race. So. Okay. And I think Kansas is actually with this package has gotten better with this package overall. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. So what did, do you have a list of the previous Kansas races? Was the earlier Kansas race this year? Honestly, man, I thought 2018 would be, and it wasn't. If you remember, that was last year's fall race that Chase, Chase won. won. I was like, yeah. that's got to be number one, and it wasn't. I think number one was actually the 2019 race, and that was the one that Brad Kozlowski won over Bowman, if you remember that. Yeah. I didn't think that was that great of a race. I mean, I, I thought I it was a good race. The, yeah, I think it had the but, fascinating ending that people remember. But not but a, it was like a 92%. I was just kind of like, wow. Now, I, I think I if Chase remember. came back and won this race instead of finished second, I think it obviously would have been higher. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, okay, I think that puts us uh, puts a cap on the cup side of sure. things. Move on to uh, Xfinity, Xfinity race. It's arguably... Would you say the best race of the weekend? It was, uh, yeah, honestly, maybe. It a lot was, more fireworks, yeah, maybe? Yeah. Dude, that... Honestly, there was more action in the Xfinity race, if you ask me, than the, than the Cup. Um, Brandon Jones scored his yeah, first I, I did not see that coming. Xfinity race. I don't think he did either. <laughs> um, well, thankfully, a couple of the competitors took each other out. Yeah, and it was a due to a little bit of attrition, so we saw Custer and Reddick get into it, and we saw Briscoe and Bell get... Uh, into an incident involving a lap car of Garrett Smithley. And ultimately that paved the way for Brandon to take advantage and and get his first career win. So let's talk about our buddy Garrett. So let's break down what happened. So first reaction is essentially Garrett pulled in front of Briscoe and Bell and caused Briscoe and Bell to make contact and Mm -hmm. get effed up and out of the race, basically. Yep. Now... That's first look. I've watched a replay over and over. It's, it's and hard over. to. There's so much moving, so there, many, there many is. moving pieces. There is. So you have Garrett coming up off of the very bottom out of turn four. Correct. Coming straight for the wall. Then you have Briscoe is flying up, obviously a lot off faster. Off the high side, committed to the outside. 
And it looks like he reacts to Garrett. Let's off. And then it looks like the exact same time that that was going on, Bell was seen that that Garrett was slow, so he was sliding up to get because he anticipated the speed that Briscoe had. He was going to hop in behind. He him. was going to hop in behind him, but just the way the timing was, Briscoe checked up just slightly because of Garrett, and that. That momentum was just enough for Bell to clip Briscoe and cause the the incident. Yeah. So did Garrett actually cause it? No. That's in my my gas man's personal opinion. Ha- should he have moved that high up? No. Yeah, I agree. And he took ownership of he it. He said he had no idea, That's, no idea that they were coming. So that really falls down to the spotter. Yeah. And. And he feels bad. Gary is one of the nicest guys ever. He, the last thing he wants to do is cause a problem like right. that. And he said it's nobody a low... Wa- nobody wants to cause no. that. Exactly, no. The only one that wouldn't mind would be Kyle Busch. <laughs> so Garrett says this is a low point of his career. Yeah. Poor guy. I actually feel, I actually felt bad for him. And it's sad. He was being he attacked was... online. And not only that, but th- he just kind of went through the whole damn thing mm-hmm. a few weeks ago at Darlington. Everybody's like, see, Kyle Busch is right. Kyle Busch is right. No, come on, MFers. Nothing, the situation was nothing like that. Obviously, at Darlington, he was running his line, did not get out of line, and Kyle Busch runs into him. Yeah. This one is more, okay, you can almost blame him because he kind of came up. Again, he shouldn't have came up, but he really didn't cause the issue. And to me, you know, again... He had no idea they were coming. That baffles but, me. Yeah, it does. That that is one hundred percent on on the spotter. Like the how, spotter how, should be telling you exactly where the leaders are. Yeah, hi, hi, hi! Stop the fucking car! I mean, it should be like yelling at him, right? I mean, and you he, would think he had no idea. Yeah, so I don't know, man. That's the that guy needs to go back to spotting one hundred and one in class or something. Because yeah, I'm not really for sure who the spotter is. Do you know who his father uh, He tagged him in, in twi- on Twitter. Yeah, um, I know he didn't want to blame him. He was kind of like hesitant to say it was his fault. But let's be honest. I mean, that really comes down to a spotter should have said something. Yeah, you know. Um, prior to all that, man, our buddy Greg Galding had a rough start to the uh, weekend. He had an allergic reaction. Yeah, he's on his, you know, he's on a Stuart Haas plane. Yeah. Flying from North Carolina to Kansas. Mm-hmm. Gets over St. Louis. And he gets to the point where he's like, he thinks he's having a heart attack. Yeah. You know, yeah, he's he getting fe- to the point he can't his, breathe, his chest tightening, his throat, his throat up. swelling up. Yeah. And he basically got Eyes the, rolling back in his head. The, he basically contacted a flight attendant and said that this plane has to stop now. I'm not going to make it to Kansas. That's crazy. That's scary. It's scary. Extremely scary. Uh, so essentially, it was allergic reaction to some beef jerky. Yeah. That's what they think. That's what they think, which I wouldn't be shocked because some beef jerky, even homemade beef jerky, they use like a different sodium, like different preservatives essentially. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And those things could cause allergic reactions. So my guess is it probably had one of those ingredients that he just didn't like. Yeah, and he said he's been eating beef jerky since he was a kid, I think as most sure, people have. Sure, and, and again, but he's like, homemade, I'm, a little bit different than store-bought. Yeah. So it depends on what kind of beef jerky and what kind of curing process right, too. Right. So. There's a lot that goes into that, but regardless, scary. Thankfully, Stuart Haas's team was able to land, get him off the plane. There were people waiting for him. They were able to attend to him. Yeah, and he wasn't cleared to even step in the car for any practice, so the very first time he got in his car was for qualifying. Yeah. So good on good on Gray um, for rebounding as, sure. as well as he did. I feel really bad for him. He slept in the car from St. Louis to Kansas as one of his teammates drove. Yeah. One of his crew members. Yep. I thought maybe when I was reading the article, I was like, oh, it's going to be his, his PR guy that's yeah, Matt. driving him in a, and yeah. it ended up being somebody else. But nonetheless, glad that he's okay. A- absolutely. A um, little bit of other news in Xfinity. It was announced last Thursday, right after we recorded last week's episode, Harrison Burton's going to the, the 20 car. So yeah, he crazy. he will backfill Christopher Bell yep. next year. Yeah. Thoughts on that? Ah. Uh, <laughs> no, be honest. So I, I think there is more. I think there is better drivers out there available. But, In the Xfinity series? Well, just out there available. Not necessarily Xfinity series, but, you know, technically you have Daniel Hemrick. Natalie Decker. Okay, let's, I said better drivers. <laughs> <laughs> so I, uh, 
maybe a Daniel Suarez possibly. Um, I, so I, I'm not shocked about it being a Harrison Burton. I was a little surprised. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought maybe he wouldn't have another year in trucks. Well, and he's made quite a few Xfinity starts. I mean, he, he was has, in he, he was has, in the Kansas sure. race this weekend. And and, but let's talk about he his... He was crashed out by Austin Sinder. Okay, so let's talk about his Xfinity starts. Has anything wooed you? Like, mm, anything, no. woo! You know, he's done a great <laughs> job. Like woo. a woo girl, no. yeah. No. Yeah, exactly. So I, I would maybe even... I don't know, maybe even chose one of the truck drivers instead of Harrison. Greg Biffle. Hey, Greg Biffle, there you go. No, maybe someone like a Brett Moffitt. Yeah, I mean, honestly, yeah, I don't know what Brett's got going on, but yeah, I mean, he's been in the truck series two, three years now, so yeah. when does he make that next step? You'd think it logistically or logically would be very soon. I think this was a push by Toyota. I think Toyota likes Harrison Burton. They like the last name as well. And I'm not saying Harrison's a bad driver. I just, maybe it was slightly premature. Mm-hmm. Now, if you keep him in Xfinity for a couple more years, you know, he matures a little bit. And I like Harrison, so don't don't take it as I don't like him. I do like Harrison. I think he's talented. It's just, I think it was just slightly premature. Yep. But we've seen that with Joe Gibbs before. We've actually seen it a lot with Joe Gibbs. Look at Suarez moving in a cup. Yes, it was kind of a knee-jerk had to. But then we see Chris Bell get there, and he's stuck there. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so uh, as we had mentioned, Brand Jones got the win, um, and that was a race that was gonna basically potentially lock you into Homestead because um, they are off. The Xfinity Series is off. They're not. They're not at Martinsville this weekend, so that only leaves two more races for them to get into Homestead. So basically, Phoenix and Texas are your next two mm-hmm. opportunities to punch a ticket to Homestead. So as it stands, since Brandon was outside the top eight um, eligible to, to, to transition to Homestead, um, it's still based off of points. So Christopher Bell's leading. Custer is 11 points back in second. Reddick is 12 points back in third. And Justin Algeyer, 47 points back in fourth. But that would be, you know, your top four. Sure. Uh, to Homestead currently. However, you've got Chase Briscoe, Michael Annette, Noah Gregson, and Austin Sendrick, fifth through eighth. That obviously would have punched a ticket sure. by winning at one sure. of those two remaining races. Who's your – I know we both agree on the top three that are going to be at Homestead. Who's that fourth person going to be? Algeyer. Algeyer's not won a race this he, year. No, but I, he's been up there. He he's How many times did he finished second this year? I think – I don't know how many times he's finished second, but, but... But he's been in contention. He's not really been leading a lot of laps. That's what so concerns Austin me. So Austin Cindric won, what, two races back-to-back? But other than that, what has he done? Noah Gregson, what's he done? True, but... Mike Lynette, what's he done? I mean, he won the, what, first race this season, and yeah. that's it? Yeah, no, and I'm not, I'm not an advocate for any of those guys. I'm just I'm saying just that saying, the guys, besides the big three, the other guys I think it's left. debatable... To say Algaier or Chase Briscoe. 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 Briscoe's hot and cold. Briscoe was going to win that race over oh, Chris sure. Bell yeah, on, I think on so. Saturday yeah. until the shit happened with Garrett. And but we we what we seen this weekend was the in, the intensity of the playoffs where Cindric was being a little you know got in a little over his head and made some bad mistakes and then after the race we had the big blow up between Cole and and Tyler. Yeah. So I mean, there was there's a lot in the playoff intensity. Is who who's going to be able to handle that the most? Al Geyer's your most senior guy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he just needs a win. He does. You know? Oh, absolutely. He. I'm not saying he's going to win the championship. I think he's going to be that four spot going in. Yeah. Uh, I I think I, Chris Bell's going to win. The I championship. agree. I think it'll be him or Briscoe. But if I had to put money. I think it's Briscoe. Yeah, we're an Indiana podcast, and Briscoe's from Indiana. So yeah. if he gets in, cool for him. Yeah. I, I like Chase a lot. So after, it'd be cool that Chase wins the championship in Xfinity and Cup. That'd be pretty neat. Yeah. Just because it's not Chase, a, a, a everyday Chase. name. Yeah. Yeah. Um, wins the Chase. Chase and Chase win the Chase. Yeah. Uh, so after the Xfinity race, a little yes. bit of uh, fireworks. A kerfuffle. A kerfuffle happens. <laughs> um, 
Mr. Cole Custer and uh, Tyler Reddick get into a little bit of a yeah. kerfuffle on pit yeah. road. So well, let's let's back up Preface a little bit during the, 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 the on race. track action. Sure. Yeah. So to me, it looked like it was a complete racing deal. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. So I think Cole. Thi- I think Cole thinks that Tyler got into him. And it, he didn't. I didn't even see any contact. No, there wasn't any. It was just a an like air, the air coming off. Right. Pushed him in the wall. Yeah. He caught the wall and it just put him it drug him straight back. Everybody went by him. Yeah. And I think Tyler went to I don't know who sought out who in that thing, but you see Cole reach out and put his, put his hand, hand on that Tyler. Was, that was the mistake. And it set Tyler off. Sure. Cole was even smiling. Yes, he was. And what did Cole say though? What did he say? I don't something know. Something like you need to learn to drive better, dumb fuck, or oh, something like yeah, that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. What's your problem, dumb, dumbass, or dumb fuck? Yeah, or something like that. Yeah. Uh, as as he's smiling and putting his hands on his shoulder, I don't think Cole was really like meant to like really get in. No, I don't. But I think Cole just wanted to honestly talk about it because even after the whole crap went down. He was still like, oh, I guess I shouldn't have done that, you know, and, yeah. and like yeah. uh, lesson learned. And, you know, I really just want to talk. I was like, dang, Tyler really just kind of came out of nowhere. And, and You know, what's interesting when they get done, they talk to Tyler and Tyler's like, yeah, you know, me and Cole are both emotional. We were trying to get to Homestead. Yeah. So it wasn't like either one of them was really hating on the other one. No. They respect each other. No. And yeah, in the interviews afterwards, they were both completely like, like, almost mad. like it didn't happen. Not, yeah, yeah, yeah. And one even mentioned, like, well, we'll hash it out over a beer. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, that's kind of cool. I mean, yeah. but at the same point, like, you guys should probably should just, like, yeah. not, <laughs> so, uh, not went for so each other's I, I throats. Think, I think a big part I think of it was miscommunication. It, absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, you're walking a half mile towards each other, seeing each other, so you guys are walking towards each other. You know, Tyler in his mind is thinking, okay, Cole's going to come over here and run his damn mouth. they're both about this tall. Yes. So Tyler's probably thinking that Cole's going to come down there and like really run his mouth and be a dick or whatever else. And Cole's going down there thinking, okay, we're going to talk about this. So I think Tyler got himself worked up seeing them like walking towards each other, that emotion. And plus, is the heat of the moment. So as soon as that hand went on to Tyler's shoulder, I think Tyler just like it's on like went on the defense. Gone. Yeah, yeah. Now my problem with it wasn't the drivers. So I seen people talking about like the crew members really yeah. getting involved. So I went back again like that with with Briscoe and, and Bell. I went and watched the replay over and over and over. A lot of times, you know, crew members are really big about getting in there separating mm-hmm. you see it in basketball you see it in football you see it in baseball team members getting there separate coaches hold back and the guys are going to mouth off and walk away right this freaking Stuart haas guy older guy comes over and literally gets like tyler around the neck i had a problem with that like chokehold or yeah like a chokehold like tyler's going after cole cole's kind of going after tyler but then this guy just comes over and basically has his arm wrapped around Tyler's neck, trying to yank him down. Oh damn! Yeah, I, I did not. That. I did not appreciate that. Yeah, and they said they weren't issuing penalties on that, which is troublesome because it's not consistent. Going back to what we talked about earlier, when Brad and Kozlowski got into it in 2014 at Texas, a lot of crew guys got fi- fined in that. Yeah, and I think in this case, I honestly think that one guy I'm talking about should have been suspended. Yeah. I didn't, in my I, opinion, in my I didn't opinion. catch that, but I, I, I'm interested to go back. And well, look tonight at it now. we go to dinner tonight after the podcast. We'll see if we can find the video and then watch it, and then just yeah. kind of look for that, and yeah. then you'll see it. Yeah, but if you remember, like there was some pretty ballsy things, like punches, chokeholds. Like it, it, there was some shit that. There's happened. a lot of emotion. The teams are just as invested as the drivers are. Right, but do you you remember that? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, how do you forget that? Yeah. I mean, if I remember, I remember like even at the time, I think it was yeah, Casey Kane, one of Casey Kane's crew members, like came in out of nowhere and was just like, <laughs> like elbow tap, like Stone Cold Steve Austin body drop. I was there. getting ready to say Stone Cold because I don't know any other wrestlers. <laughs> so I know Jessica Mueller can probably correct us on that yeah that may not even be right that yeah. might be a rock move i don't know yeah it's i just all, know the i don't rock watch that it's all like, fake do you smell what the rock is cooking it's, it's all fake it's i don't all, know it is all fake it is it's entertainment i think they've amended that. it's really big on fox now apparently though 
Like now that they got the rights, the viewership oh, yeah? rights. I have no idea. I don't yeah, they've watch been it. pushing it hard. Oh yeah, have they? Anyways. Uh what else? Shit. Anything else from Shit. Xfinity? No, but it was fun. I liked the Xfinity race. It was fun, entertaining. Yeah, I'm kinda of bummed, man. I'd like to see them go to Martinsville, which they're gonna do next year, but kinda yeah. of bummed that they have an off yeah. weekend. But we got trucks yeah. this weekend. But I do love I love the Xfinity drivers. I their do, personalities. Man. They're the greatest guys I, to talk to. Just I really I do know. Yeah, yeah. Love the Xfinity guys. I, I'm concerned though. And I'm going to get to this here in just a second. I've got some notes on Xfinity type things, but it, it leads back to, um, I'm sorry, you got your phone threw me off there. Um, <laughs> Actually, we just got a Snapchat from a fan. Got some news on the cup side of things regarding Suarez and the Custer debacle. I don't know if you saw this today or not, but. It looks to me like maybe Suarez is going to be staying in the 41 car. So, yes, no. So, I've been seeing some stuff on it. I'm not for sure, though. I'm not sold. So, this is all according to Suarez, but he said, good progress, in quotation marks, has been made. Apparently, Eris officials have met with Stuart Haas Racing and solidified a lot of plans for... 2020 to keep Suarez and uh, like last week Suarez came out and said he's gonna be in the cup in 2020 so okay if it's not with Stuart Haas who's it gonna be with so there's so kind of going into that a little bit so there are rumors that Corey LaJoy is gonna re-up with Go Fast Racing mm-hmm. so that leaves basically the front row motorsports car which everybody thinks Hemrick's gonna be in that which why would they think that I don't know. I mean, that's just what all the talk is. So that would leave Suarez. Okay, we're, I, I think it's because of there's no other open cars that we can think of. Unless there's a curveball thrown, which is always the case. Yeah. I just don't... I don't know. I mean, I don't... I hope... Okay, so this is another thing the article mentioned was that they wanted to keep Custer in Xfinity and then debut him with the next gen car. So instead of putting him into and that makes sense. Why put him in a car for one year that's gonna completely change the next year? I, I'm not gonna disagree with that. Is there a portion of that where they they want to be the spotlight and they're afraid that they bring him up at the same time as Chris Bell and Tyler Reddick that he won't be the spotlight? Could be. If you push him back another year, who's gonna be his competition? In Xfinity next year and Cup in, in 2021. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's a great point. I mean, Custer I mean, for, should... from the PR perspective, that makes a whole shit ton of sense. I mean, honestly, look at... I mean, you're going to take Reddick and Bell out of Xfinity. If he runs that next year, yeah. he literally... His only competition is going to be when a Cup driver steps in the car, in my opinion. Unless one of the junior motorsports teams really steps up. They've just been... in. They've, not, they've been okay this year. They're yeah, not really they've, been... They've been off. A little yeah, bit. I, yeah. And I, I absolutely think they can rebound next year. Of course, anybody can. But, you know, I do I do think Cole will be the front runner and wins next no, year. I, I don't, I don't, there's no doubt about if it. If he stays in Xfinity. So, no doubt about it. I get it. It makes sense, right? If you, if you, the car is going to change, the packages are going to change that much, why bring him in and let him get accustomed to this car for 36 okay. races and so the very next race or very yeah. next season? Next gen car. Let's, let's talk about that a little bit. The next gen car, it's gonna be a freaking joke, man. I'm start. I'm seeing more and more stuff that's really? like questionable. Like what? So maybe not the car itself, but they're talking about not releasing a new engine package until 2023. Why go through all this work for the damn next gen if they're not even gonna offer a new engine package until 2023? And then in the middle of that, they're introducing elect- electrical components for you know, like to do like a hybrid. Well, well, the hybrid or the that past thing. It sounds to me like they have too many in damn things. In 2022, they do. They have too many irons in the fire. That's why I'm saying it's kind of a joke. It's because let's focus on getting one damn thing complete before we go on yeah. to the next thing. Yeah. So literally, that means the, the year of 2020 is possibly going to be a year of change. Why? Because there's rumors that Chevy's designing a new body for next year. For why? 2020? For 2020. Why in the hell would they do that? But there's strong rumors. Richard Petty even wait, talked wait, about saying that it's not going to be a Camaro, or it's going to be a different design Camaro. How is that? They haven't released that yet, but there is discussion of a new body for Chevy next year. Well, the the rumor also is 
Camaro's gonna die again. That is, yes, absolutely. So I, I, I mean, is it gonna be a Silverado car? <laughs> I mean, they're they're running out of car a options. A Veo. It's gonna be a fucking Spark NASCAR. A Veo. Yeah. Well, they don't have a Veos anymore. They're Sparks. Oh, okay. Yeah. Or uh, maybe it's maybe it's gonna be the Bolt because of the electric. I I don't know. Bolt. Yeah. Bolts. Bolt. I think the, the Bolt the smaller one. It, regardless, it's <laughs> freaking stupid. So if you're Chevy, there's a chance that you're gonna be in a whole different car next year, a whole different car the next year after that. A different car the year after that, and a car different the year after that, because of the you got an engine package twenty twenty three, electrical package twenty twenty two, next gen in twenty twenty one, and a new body in twenty twenty. What the freak is going on? <laughs> I don't know, man. That makes absolutely no damn sense to it's me. It's going to be an all new car quotations, but it's going to get rid of that pointed front nose. <laughs> That's exactly what it comes down to. <laughs> is they got tired of what was happening at Talladega, and they're like, "Oh, we can't do that again." Derp. We yeah. didn't think about that. Yeah. So now they're going to go like, oh, we'll use a, I don't know, maybe we'll use an Opal next year. We'll just put this Mustang Holden. nose on it. <laughs> <laughs> That'll never happen, but. Yeah. Uh, out, so that's interesting. So what did Petty say? Just that? I mean, what, what was. So Petty just kind of alluded to it, and then there's been other rumors. If you look on Twitter, man, it's just blown I, I'd not up. heard this. Yeah, it's just blown up. With, was all Today, especially, it's blown up all over Twitter about the rumors of a, of a new uh, Chevy body next year. Crazy. Any, any reason specifically why though? No, no. But my guess is the timing with all this being talked about was Talladega. Wow. I'd be late to get onto a buy though, unless there's already was concerns from Daytona. Um, that's what I'm thinking, man. It's Talladega. like it's way too late. Yeah. It's way too late. Like I would assume a lot of teams are already working on next year's cars, right? Because I mean that's I do. Yeah, you have to be. And that's why they said the engine package isn't going to debut until 2023 to give them time to work on. Because that's part of the reason that. Um, the alliance with GoFast and Stuart Haas, because Stuart Haas already has too many cars next year, and they're going to unload some of those to GoFast with that alliance. So it's like, you would think they already have a lot of those cars built or yeah. building yeah. for next year. That's crazy. So anyway, going back to bringing Custer out with the next gen, debuting him with the next gen, it, from a PR perspective, makes sense. Using some other excuse... Like, oh, we want to debut him at the same time as a new car because the car's changing. is BS because the car's constantly going to be changed over the next several years regardless. True. So I think it's all PR. But why not take the championship next year or at least be a huge front runner for it? And they come in and you know, now you have the star. So in 2021, you have the star. So, again, the focus is on your team again. From a PR perspective, it makes absolutely 100% sense. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Good stuff, man. Um. Okay. Well, we kind of let's get into some other news. We kind of yeah moved into news, so we'll just that, keep yeah. on going here. Um, talk about stupid moves. God, wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Ugly cars. Go ahead. I'm hold sorry. on, hold on. <laughs> uh, since we're still talking about the 2021 cars, did you see Kurt Busch? Basically, his statement saying that he's open and wants to sign a multi-year contract with Chip Ganassi Racing because he has interest in the 21 2021 Gen car. Wants to race it, so he's open now. Instead of doing another one-year sign-on, yes, doing a multi-year with yeah. Chip Ganassi. I think it makes sense too, because he also said that he would like to spend maybe a, even a whole year, possibly, in Ganassi's IndyCar. Yeah, when he gets done with NASCAR. Mm-hmm. So I think, I mean, I, I think they're a good match. Yeah, I like Kurt. I, I like Ganassi. I think they, and if Monster stays with them, which they've been, that to me, the Kurt Busch Monster package is really works well. I, I agree. Yeah, I agree. All right. Now, what were you saying about beautiful cars? I said that there's this, like, look like somebody took a dump, and, like, there's, like, a yellow blob that came out with the number 24 on You it. might want to go see a doctor if your dumps are yellow. <laughs> so, anyway, it was announced today <laughs> that Hertz is re-upping his contract. It's going to do four races for the next two years uh, for the 24 car. Now, if they put those black stripes on that they had in the picture today... It doesn't look too bad. Uh, Sorry, Chrissy Gale. I know you have a yellow Camaro, so does Sokka. The street Camaros are yellow, look pretty good. This yellow on this Hertz car is not the it same look yellow. Any different. It looks completely different. Oh, my God. It's a different color of yellow. No. Different no, hue. No, 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 no. Ugly. <laughs> the hue is fugly. Um, anywho, moving on. 
I, I like it. It's good. Of course it's you do. We've looking, talked but, about it many times. Um, and I'm saying a lot of this because I know it gets on your nerves. <laughs> <laughs> Just want to push my buttons, huh? Yes. Um, also, it was announced that Jimmy Johnson came out and basically said he'll know his plans beyond 2020 in the next four to six months. He said he expects Rick Hendrick to pressure him into releasing what his thoughts are, what his goals are in the next four to six months. So look for that information to start coming out. So is Hendrick retiring? Gordon's taking over the ownership and running of the company and Johnson's going to retire then too? I don't think I see that happening like next year or anytime remotely soon. So maybe the next gen is a good point for Hendrick to take a step off the bus and let Gordon take over. Because he's mentioned many times that the plans for Jeff Gordon take over. Yeah, and I know I know they have, but I just, to me, like, Gordon seems like he's such in, like, an okay space with being limited to his limitations on what he's doing. Like, I feel like he really wants to go do his own thing when he wants to. And, I mean, I feel like a car owner with such an organization like that, that's not going to allow that. So, I don't know. We'll see. Time will tell, my friend. So I did see that Tom's re-upped its Roval sponsorship, and they basically said that the return on investment they got at the Roval this year with the whole chase hitting the wall and coming back to his burnout there gave them so much like presence exposure. In the, and exposure in the market that they really had no choice but to re-up about how like awesome a return on investment was for them. Gotcha. So that's great to hear. I like to hear sponsors make good comments like that. Yeah. For sure. And then uh, I know we talked before about North Wilkesboro, that Junior was hoping to get iRacing to scan it. Mm-hmm. And today he released pictures of an iRacing van, and then in the background you see, like, scanner set up. I thought that was at Nashville. Was that Nashville? Was Nashville Fairgrounds. Are you sure? Yeah. That was Nashville Fairgrounds, my friend. No. Yeah. Well, I it looked like to me, I just assumed it was North Wilkesboro no. because Na- of all the North, talk. No, dude. North Wil- Unless they... I, I, how would they? They would have gotten that thing spruced up super quick. Well, we man. have five thousand people. We'll but did it ever out. happen? I never saw anything about it. I, uh, I'm pretty sure that was Nashville. Okay, so maybe I'm wrong. I just assumed it was North Wilkesboro. If you're wrong, we'll have it recorded. That's, I, I admit <laughs> my fault. <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> um, man, you know what happened 25 years ago today? Uh, oh, yeah. So, senior one is uh, seventh championship. Seventh championship, man. Yeah. So, how many races left to go in the season? What? In, in the cup? When he, when this... he, when he, when he yes. Oh, 25 years know. ago. I don't know. So, I'm, I'm not for sure either, but I'm sure it was like three or four races left. What I'm going to is that how was the chase compared to someone running away with the championship? What, how does it compare? Yeah. So, as, as a fan's perspective, because this is all about a fan's way perspective. more exciting. So people are still pissed off about the chase. Damn it, I'm just going to say it now. I love the chase, and I actually like the stages. I've seen more racing at the stages this year because the points yeah. matter. I like it now that my drivers are not in it. <laughs> you know, like, my, <laughs> like I don't know. It's easier to watch as a, as a unbiased fan. fan. Looking at it from, a, from the outside, just you just want to enjoyment. see good results. Enjoy yeah. yeah, yeah, okay. And this podcast has kind of put me in that position. I would say most fans are not in our position, right? Because we're kind of, yeah, we have a little bit of partisanship, but mostly we're unbiased. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. That's I'm with you, though. I do enjoy it. I do enjoy it. It makes it way more exciting. You know, for a long time, I was like, ah, oh, stages, stages. Yeah. But the more we get into it, the more we want to see people racing hard for these points. Mm-hmm. It makes it entertaining. I like that. Did you see uh, Kyle Busch's helmet this weekend? Dude, that was badass. That was pretty neat. That was badass. Yeah. yeah. You could enter to win that. Yeah, and... um. You could. It was a yeah. Get some kind of donation. I thought donation right? to I think the the Kyle and Samantha fund with mm-hmm. the the pregnancy fertility yeah, thing, thing yeah. that they have going on. But I didn't enter in it. But that was a pretty cool helmet. Yeah, and uh, actually Stuart Haas has a really good giveaway on Twitter right now. Like you can get like a Stuart Haas Ogio bag. Um, we also like pit passes or for like any race that you choose. Uh, you just have to to enter. The winner has to guarantee like a five hundred dollar donation to um. I can't remember what charity it is. Ooh, I feel, I feel like that could 
bite him in the ass. But all this stuff, I mean, well worth the five hundred dollars. Oh, it Easy, is. Easily. It is worth it. But I could see some douche just be like, "Yeah, I'll do it," and then doesn't have five hundred dollars. Well, possibly, but it's in there. That the you donate it, then you get your chance to, to win. But like, I don't know. Let me see if I can find the post real quick and okay. give you the actual breakdown here. So. Uh, last piece of news, and then we'll we'll. We'll kind of look ahead to Martinsville and talk about standings and uh, talk about picks. Is um, Atlanta had some news this week? Did you see this, man? About their plans, a oh, one yeah. billion yeah. dollar resort, yeah. like a theme park and hotels, golf course, everything, man. Like this is a, it's like an adult fun world, basically. Billion dollar resort. That's crazy, man. Think about that. One billion dollars. Yeah, that's huge. Uh huge. I don't think I saw a time frame on it, did you? Uh no, I did not, but I mean I would think you would expect at least five years. Yeah. So a one billion dollar resort would include a three level golf driving range, indoor outdoor water park, theme park, ten theater cinema, yeah. esports arena, nightclub, ten restaurants, outlet mall, and casino. Holy shit. Crazy, isn't it? Yeah. I'll definitely go to Atlanta for that. Yeah, yeah. And actually, Atlanta's only like an eight-hour drive for us. Mm-hmm. We can do that sometime. Yeah. Um, let's so see. that giveaway I was talking about? Yeah. It's uh, you get a team-issued OGO backpack, four team-issued T-shirts, a Roush Yates hat, $50 Jimmy John's gift card, two hot passes to any 2020 NASCAR Cup event. All you do is follow, retweet, and the winner must donate $500 to NorthCarolinaWildlife.org. Shit, dude. Do that. I'll split it with you. Yeah, I mean. 250, I, 250. Yeah. If we win, if I'll do it, you do it. If we win, then we'll split it. How about that? Hell yeah. Um, all right. So let's talk about let's talk about the championship, I guess, at this point, and uh, favors for Martinsville. God, we got so much to talk about still. Like- <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, so they came out and said that these are the odds for the championship that Kyle Busch is the favorite three to one odds. I just, I, I'm not buying it. Truex seven and two Hamlin four and one Harvick four and one Logano seven to one, which why would you say Logano seven and one? I don't after what he did last year, uh, chase Elliott 14 to one along with Kyle Larson, 14 to one. I would say chase. Elliott's a little bit more of a favorite. Than Larson, but they yeah, I got would him on the say same it'd level. have to be. And then Ryan Blaney, twenty to one. I so, can well, to I can me, see that Blaney, but yeah, to me, Hamlin should be right now three to one, and maybe Kyle back to like seven to one. Yeah, or maybe even five to one. Yeah, uh, yeah, I don't know, man, because just as he. I mean, it's hard to bet but he came home like third Sunday. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to bet against Kyle. When when your head's up at one race, I mean, yeah. But how how do you not go with Denny Hamlin the hot hand right now? Yeah, dude, absolutely. Um, so let's go ahead and just do it. Let's go ahead and call it. it. Yeah. Who's who's your four? Like right now, who's who's getting to homestead? You gonna do this to me, really? I am. Hold on, let me look at my list. Uh, I have uh, Kyle Busch, Hamlin, Chase, and Harvick as my final four. Sticking with it? I'm sticking with it, man. All right. I've got Harvick, Logano, Hamlin, and Busch. I'm going to stick with mine then. Okay. How about that? Okay. Um, So, you think Chase will make it out of this round? Yeah, so obviously he is. He'll listen to do me and win really, one of these do, races. Do you really think so? I'm I'm honest. Like I don't know. I'm I, honest. Like, do you think he will? He, I do. I think he'll win a race. I'll think he'll win one of these next three. Okay. I'll just have to go with that since I put that. Okay. I don't want to look like an idiot more than I already do. All right. So you laid your your picks out last week first. So I'm taking first pick go, this week. Go for it, man. I'm going Hamlin, dude. He's way too good at Martinsville. And he's yeah. way too hot right yeah. now. I'm going Hamlin. It's hard not to. I'm going Chase. Even though they had that skirmish two years ago, they they both Ooh, run good here. They both run good here. I feel like Chase has probably got this circled as redemption, know, a place to go to. That's going to be his best shot to get to Homestead. So I think it's going to be 
Chase or Hamlin this weekend. So those are my two picks. This is a hard week to pick. Not as hard as Daytona or Talladega, but yeah. So let me ask you a question. Do you feel like Hardwick's on a little bit of a slump? Well, we didn't really hear much out of him this weekend. Hell no. Other than failing an inspection, how many times? Well, they self-eliminated, technically. <laughs> and that's the terminology they kept using. So this week, I'm going to go with... So you got Chase and Hamlin. I will go with... You're going to do Logano, uh, Hemrick and Reagan? Uh, no, not this week. Uh, Logano and <laughs> Truex. Logano. All right. One and one in three finishers last year. Okay. We'll go At with this that. Race. We'll go with that, yeah. All right. I don't know. I mean, and the same thing could be said about Logano, man. Like, I don't feel like he's been setting the world on fire. He hasn't. But he didn't last year either. Uh, yeah, I know. He came out of nowhere pretty much and won the damn championship. Yeah. All right, fans. So you know our picks. Send us yours. Uh, let's go through points earned at Kansas last week. That's rankingracing at So All right, so Denny Hamlin took the win. Um, do we actually have somebody with Hamlin? Probably. We did. We did. Yeah. Okay. Um, not, not you, though. Mr. Jeff Stainhook. Or me. Damn it. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> He's the guy who's ahead of me. Dude, get this. And I meant to call this out to Jeff last week, and I totally forgot. He's picked the winner uh, one, two, three, four, five out of the last seven weeks. God. He's on a freaking tear. God, what the heck? He's on a freaking so tear. So I, I think it's probably safe for me to say I probably didn't pass him back this week. No, you did not. Okay. Damn it. All right. So you had... Mr. Elliott and Bowman this weekend. You earned 76 points. Not bad. I had Blaney and Larson, 52 points. Uh, Jeff had, like I said, uh, Hamlin and Truex. He got 99 points. Dang. Joseph Adams had Larson and Blaney, same as me, 52 points. Bull, bull, bull. John Elliott had... He may have dropped to third. John Elliott had Logano and Keselowski, 57 points. Hmm. Ouch. Daniel Cameron had... Kyle Bush and Chase Elliott, 91 points. Damn. Our second Damn. and third finishers. And Eddie Greer had Blaney and Truex, 75 points. And Jessica Miller had her usual two picks, Harvick and Kyle Bush, 74 points. So, total after Kansas, Jessica Miller retains the lead with 2,242 points. Jeff Stainhook. Uh, moves into second with 2201. Oh, man. Joseph Adams falls to third with 2168. Daniel Cameron moves into Whoa, fourth. Whoa, hold on a second. No, 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 that cannot happen. I Mother. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel Cameron moves into fourth, 2161. Gasman, you fell to fifth, 2151. You're back here with me. Sixth, I'm in sixth, 2,070 points. Eddie Greer moves up to seventh and has 1,961 points. And John Elliott in eighth with 1,956. So, man. Man, EG3 moving up, man. Yeah, missed three races and took him about 30 weeks, but he clawed out of that eighth place. Wow, good for him. Good job, Eddie. And he's got a podcast too as well. So check him out, Eddie Greer on uh on Twitter. The tweets. And uh find him and uh listen to his podcast. Yeah. So man, uh basically second with two hundred uh twenty two hundred points down to well, really the rest of the field, nineteen fifty six, John Elliott and eighth. I mean that's uh two hundred and fifty point two hundred point swing basically. 200 yeah 250 point swing i mean do you think do you th- well let's let's four just four races left there's still a lot of movement here but it's definitely tightened up in yeah. these last few so races. let me just ask you this is miller gonna win i'm gonna put you on the spot uh, she's got a you 74 th- point lead man you, uh, she's got a 41 point lead oh i'm sorry yeah 40 41 point lead sorry i was basing it off of joseph adams uh, <laughs> loser he's, he's <laughs> just he kidding because he's me. he slipped a third uh yeah with stainhook moving up i don't know man stainhook like i he's said on a tear. he's on that tear uh 
Jeff Stainhook, keep it up, man. Take her down. Take her down. Send us Joel. Send us your solid Martinsville picks because you, like I said, like Casman said, only got like 40 points to go. 41 points. I still can't believe I got passed. So it we've was, got it, four races. I remember left, that right? one time, like I was actually leading. You the had points. a healthy lead too. Yeah. Wow. And I was second for a long time, and that's we that, suck, dude. Why? Cool. Why we even do this podcast? No, no one listens to us. And <laughs> yeah, we they suck. do. Yeah, they and do. We, suck. we just suck at this part. <laughs> well, we do suck at the podcast too, but at least they listen to us. Uh, but no, seriously, man. Like, uh, I would say, I don't know, man. Um, there's four races left, so a lot can happen in four races. She keeps going with the same two picks, so all it takes is Harvick to have another three weeks of eighth place. She's given up value, valuable points. Like, she gave up 20 points this week, 25 points this week. Yeah. I mean, it really one bad race. To Jeff Stainhook. So could really help Jeff out. It, if she continues to do that and he continues his winning ways, then... Yeah, he he's gonna be there in two weeks. I mean, if that's just if he continues his twenty to twenty five point average that he's been building on her each week. So, yeah. Jeff, you're a winner I in think my books. He can, I think he can do it. I think he can do it. Miller, you better change up your strategy or or watch out. I don't know. It's yeah. Martinsville, man. Anything can happen this weekend. Dun dun I'm, dun. I'm excited. Dun. I'm excited for it. Dun 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 dun. All right. Well, that's all I got, man. Anything else? I do not have anything else other than we love our fans. Thank you for listening. Reach out to us. Say, hey, what's up, guys, man, and lugs? at gmail.com. Really miss you guys. Talk to us. Uh, love you. <laughs> uh, I know you're not listening anymore, so I'll just keep going. It doesn't matter because nobody's or everybody's turned it off by now. Uh, if you haven't, send me a email, at gmail.com and just say, what's up? Like that, and then uh, maybe I can send you something your way, like a koozie or something, for listening this late into the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) All right, folks, thank you as always, and we'll talk to you next week. And the check and flag waves on this episode. Tune in next week to keep updated on all things NASCAR. Please like us on iTunes and follow us on Podbean. We'd like to hear from you, so reach out to us too at wreckingandracing at gmail.com. Thanks again, and see you soon.